You are listening to Freedom Wrangler's main focus. We are going to talk about something amazing in the Word of God today. We can't wait to share our hearts with you. So why don't you sit back, saddle up, and help us wrangle in the freedom of knowing Jesus. Jamie, I'm back. I'm back. Yes, yes. I am so excited. I'm so excited to see your face. And I'm so glad we're back back on it, girlfriend, to yes. wrangle in some freedom. Amen. It's, I, you know, I did, the break was not anticipated. As you know, a lot of our listeners probably don't know, but a month ago, very long and short, our son went into the hospital extremely sick. Nobody could figure out what was happening. And then after a week in the hospital here in Jacksonville, they transferred to him to to his specialist in Gainesville, um, which is about two hours from where we live. And they identified that he had a severe kidney infection along with a seven millimeter kidney stone. Yes. So that's pretty big, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've seen a nine millimeter bullet, I'm sure you have. Imagine yeah. just like two millimeters shorter than that. And you're trying to pee that out. I don't think so. Oh. No, not going to happen with bless his infection. Heart. Yeah. So he bless his heart. I mean, honestly, 23 days in the hospital, he didn't eat for 21 of those days, basically. Um, and even when he did start eating, it was very minimal, but, um, you know, God is good. He is faithful to us and, uh, they identified what was wrong. His, um, he had to go under general anesthetic for a procedure, Um, and he did great with that. They were concerned that he would have complications due to some cardio things that he deals with. Um, but he came through with flying colors. He goes back next week for a second part to a three part procedure, but you know, we know God has this, he's got the best doctors on the case and Ben's not going to go through this again. And it has been, um, you know, we talked a little bit about it back and forth, just the fire. Yeah. When you walk through that fire and, um, but you know that you're not going to be burnt, you know, that you're not even a smell of smoke, but you still got to kind of walk through the fire. Yeah. Um, you know, like the children of Israel, they saw the walls of the ocean split. They had to walk through that. They had to trust that God would hold those walls of water back so they could make Mm -hmm. it through. And uh, so it was a trust process on our behalf, but you know, I have been praying that God would work out a way that my husband wouldn't have to travel anymore. I'm like, Lord, please come on. I'm begging you, give him a remote position. (laughs) (laughs) Let him work from home, you know, because he travels all the time. But, you know, I know that God hasn't answered that prayer yet because he knew that we were going to need all of these hotel points that he has accrued through all of his travel to cover our hotel while we were staying, you know, and see, God is always on time. Isn't he? God is always on time. And those little things gave you guys a little bit of hope, Oh, you know, knowing everything that you were going through, God still had you in the palm of his hand. Of course you have people like me and my husband and you know, we just been praying for you and yeah. So many people, we have had people like internationally praying for Ben, praying for us, lifting us up, you know, had somebody say to me, I feel bad. I can't do anything for you other than pray because I'm so far away. And I said, why do you feel bad? You are like Aaron and her in the Bible, upholding us, lifting us up and it's your prayers that are keeping us strong and walking through this. So don't ever doubt prayer. 
If you think, oh, I feel helpless, all I can do is pray, that is way more than enough because that is so much more powerful than bringing a casserole to somebody's house. I'm just going to say that. You know, casseroles are good, but they don't fix stuff, you know? Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, But, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about fear uh, today. And I I will say this, you know, we went through a period of fear with Ben. Um, Initially, you know, they thought it was one thing and then it, it turned out to be something completely different. But one of the things that kind of came in was a fear that the doctor said, well, his heart it's called the ejection fraction, no ejection fraction, ejection fraction. And what mm-hmm. that is, is it's the amount of blood that goes through your heart and pumps out to your body. So we all have a percentage that our heart can do. And um, anybody with 55% or higher is considered normal. When you drop below that, it starts to get into a little bit of a danger zone. Well, he's at 35%. And they're like, that's heart failure. Well, those Mm. words just sent fear running through us as a family. You know, you hear the words heart failure and you're just like, what? But the peace of God that surpasses all understanding chased all that fear away. And we immediately were like, Lord, you know, Ben, you made him and you know us. So we're trusting you. And, um, you know, we got into his cardiologist in Gainesville and she said, look, she said, here's the thing. I have guys with 10% EF and they're fine. They're functioning completely fine. She said he has 35%, but that doesn't mean he actually has heart failure. She says about the function of the heart. And she said his heart is functioning at over 50%. So we're not worried about that. Yeah. So, you know, God just knew, and I'll say this and we'll get into stuff, but his doctor was so amazing. And I know that she has been given him by God. She made sure that Ben got a room of his own because he's still considered pediatric. He's 20. Um, So they put him on the pediatric ward, but you know, she said he has an immune compromised system. So he needs to be in a room by himself. And um, rather than him sharing a room with a toddler or somebody else. So Ben had a room right. all to himself because mm-hmm. that doctor just thought outside the box, how can I protect this kid and get him better sooner? You know, so yeah. God's good. He is so faithful. And all I can do is say fear is a liar. And we've, I know yeah. many people have heard that song and heard that phrase, but fear really is a liar. So yes. You know, um, I know that you were talking about fear earlier. So what, what are your thoughts about fear and confusion and everything that I think we experience in day-to-day living? Oh, goodness. Fear, um, fear is obviously not of God, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not, not this type of fear where it's, um, it's irreverent. It's, um, this type of fear is, uh, kind of like the boogeyman underneath the bed, Yeah, you know, the whole, um, you know, theater of masks and, uh, the propaganda and media gaslighting with the war, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. It makes people doubt God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to prayer, like you were just talking about. It's, you know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and high places. And if we lose our sight 
on that, then we know that the battle doesn't belong to us. It belongs to the Lord. And we, we as believers, we got to be on our knees right now, praying through yeah. this situation. We need to be on our knees because there is so much going on and it's so easy to get sidetracked. And, you know, I believe that we need to be wise as serpents and as gentle as doves during this time. So, yes, we do need to be aware of what's happening in the world. And it's just like Noah, guys. It's just like Noah. You know, God prepared. If we're listening Mm -hmm. and in prayer with the Lord, we'll get the unction to build a boat. I mean, I'm not saying that's what we're going to, we need to build a boat. Okay. But I'm just saying that the more you're in tune with the Lord, he's going to give you direction. And when we lose that direction in prayer and, and, you know, seeking him first, then we're going to get sidetracked and we're going to be like those people that are outside Noah's boat. That's just what my, um, my answer to fear is, yeah. is we need to go to God in prayer Amen. and we need, we need him during this time. And, and this is, this could be an opportunity for revival, you know, this all this fear mongering instead of getting hyped up into it, you know, go to the Lord in prayer and then we'll see a lot of things happen. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just say, it. hey, it's you're spot on. And, you know, everybody that's a Christian has heard this verse before. And, you know, we again, we've talked about this. Second Timothy one seven for he's not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound sound mind. mind. And how do we get a sound mind? (laughs) And and the more that you saturate your thoughts with the word, the more that you saturate your, your mind with the things of God, with worship music, tuning out the world, then the less fear you're going to have invading your space. Because that's what he, the enemy just, he is a space invader. He wants to get up in your brain. He wants to get into your thoughts. He wants you to be consumed with the things of this world. And I know that, you know, when we look at everything that's taking place in our world, in our country, yeah, we could live in fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but why, why would we choose to live in fear? And I think even beyond, you know, we can, we can talk about people that live in fear with the masks. We can talk about people that live in fear about a vaccination, people that live in fear of a war, a potential war. Um, and those are all real things that, that happen, that take place. Um, but then there's other things that kind of, those are kind of global things. But then let's, if you get down to the nitty gritty of stuff, well, right now in places, I know in Virginia, um, I just got a text from my sister, gas is up to $4 a gallon, went from three eighty five dollars two days ago back and now they're up at $4. People look at that and they go, how am I going to pay my bills? Because yeah. I'm not getting paid more at my job to compensate for the inflation that we're experiencing. So then fear creeps in on, am I going to have a place to live? Am I going to have gas to put in my car? Am I going to have food to put on the table? And so those are real things, but we have to remember who God is. He is Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider and he meets our needs. If he makes sure that the sparrow is taken care of you're the apple of his eye he's going to provide for you and so we i believe as a society in this globe people are looking at everything that's taking place 
and they have a choice. They live in fear or they live in that comfortable place of peace that the Holy Spirit brings us by walking close to Jesus. And I mean, the all there is so much confusion. The media is pushing confusion. And it's not just the media, social media. I got to keep it real. I have had to step back from some social media stuff because I'm like, dear Lord, Jesus, the left, the right, the center, the media, the, the government, everybody's got these opinions that they're throwing out there. And I think at some point you have to say, whoa, what's truth? Where's the actual truth? Yes. Yes. Because the left will want you to think that they're right. The right want you to think that they're right. The media Mm -hmm. is telling you that this is gospel, you know, and the government's Mm -hmm. laying down the hammer on this is what you got to do. So Mm -hmm. I think that we all have experienced a level of fear since 2020. Yes. However, within two years, it's time to move on. It's time to live life. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And, and kick fear to the curb, you know, and I'm not saying anxiety is real. It is a real thing that people deal with, you know? Yep. Um, I was talking to a good friend of ours from um, choir in high school when I was um, visiting Ben, driving out to see him. And, you know, she expressed to me that, you know, she said, I finally had to just say to my mom, mom, you, we have to live life. We can't just stop living life because of a quote unquote pandemic. And her mom won't go any further than Williamsburg, you know? And so it's like, she's like, mom, we got to get out of the state. You got to do something else. And uh, her mom just lives in absolute panic and fear. Won't go anywhere without a mask. And, and that's scared. That's sad. I, I feel I have pity for her and compassion because I'm like, that's sad that she's in such a scared state. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's a type of fear that's crippling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, that brings me up to, I know we're going into some spiritual things here. Um, and you know, me and my husband, we went to, and this is talking about the mind and spiritual things. And, uh, me and my husband went to a restaurant, a diner on Sunday night. Uh, my son had a birthday party he had to go to. And so he was in a back room and we were we just kind of sat off to the side in the front of the uh, diner while he was at the birthday party. And so we were just minding our own business. And then this uh, poor little lady comes in and you could tell that uh, she was unwell. Mm. Um, she was rambling. She was saying that she, she kept punching her stomach and saying, there's babies in here. I had one here, one here, one here, one here. And they took them all like that. And she was just, you could tell that she was not right in her mind. And so, you know, in my mind, I was like, oh, Lord, um, this lady is not even a foot away from me. Lord, if you give me the opportunity for, and if she comes to me and talks to me, Lord, I pray that you would give me the words to say and to talk to her so that she can receive healing. Yeah. And, uh, she was, like I said, she was not even a foot away from me. And, um, she was talking to the cashier, like she kept talking to him. And then next thing she talked to a person that was maybe six feet away. Mm. So she went to this person six feet away. And, and of course she, she was a worldly person and she just kind of laughed at her and kind of joked with her. And she was like, Oh, you must be rich. 
she was saying that this girl was rich and that must be your daddy would tell your daddy and they were not related at all yeah yeah and so you could just tell that she was not right and you know um the thing is that that woman okay she's in her 60s she looked like in her 60s she obviously got hurt Mm. something happened to where a wound opened up in her and then it could be depression. It could be, maybe it could have been a death, mm. you know, maybe, maybe a baby died. Cause that's what she was talking about. Yeah. Um, it could have been the spirit of death. It could have been the spirit of um, depression. It could have been any type of spirit that was, has invaded her. And I believe that, that Satan could have a stronghold over you. And these ter- certain type of doors he can come in. It could be drugs too. It could be drugs. It could be alcohol. It could be anything where you, it takes your mind and it opens the door to this unwellness. Okay. And I was just hoping and praying that she would come. But then the police came and they took her and I didn't even get a chance to talk to her, but me and my husband prayed. We, he took my hand and we just prayed for her that God would would restore her and that somebody would share with her that she'd be set free from this. So with that being said, with fear, it's a, it's a definitely doorway to opening yourself up to demonic power, demonic oppression. And as believers, we need to be very, and I've been reading this book too called uh, This Present Darkness. I don't know if oh, you've yeah. ever read this, but, and it's very similar to the screw, t- screw uh, tape letters. It's very similar to that, but it's more, uh, you know, kind of in, more English, I guess, because yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, screw tape letters, very old English kind of talk, and, but this is kind of more layman's terms type thing. Yes, yeah, Frank and Peretti, it, yeah. I, I it's, mean, it's a novel. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Oh, it, it, it's so great. And it just shows you, you know, that, you know, God has his army of angels fighting for us. And they're just waiting for us to get on our knees and pray. God is waiting for us to get on our knees and pray against the principalities in high places. And I'm telling you, girl, I'm pumped. I am pumped. And it's just like, you know, it's crazy. I mean, we have, as believers, we're the saints of God. We have the lamb of God. We have the blood of Jesus on us. And we get the authority to go to the father for our needs and he'll meet our needs. Just like your son. I prayed and prayed. We all prayed that your yeah. son get out of that hospital. It happened a day before your birthday. <laughs> I mean, best birthday I, gift ever. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I, I just can't overemphasize how important it is for prayer yes. during this time. I mean, my mother prayed for me for years, you know, when after I, I had a wound. I had a wound, y'all. I got a divorce. I went through a divorce with three children. It was terrible. An infant. It was the most terrible thing that I had ever experienced. And and I might as well say this. That picture I have on my TikTok of me carrying a sword and looking like a warrior. That was right after that was right after I had Uriah. Mm, And it was the most vulnerable time of my life, Mm. but the Lord saw the warrior in me and that was Christ Jesus. And he saved me from 
all of that pain and suffering I went through and he had never forgotten me. Mm -hmm. He has loved me and he saw the strength in me. And that was Jesus Christ. I didn't realize it at the time, but I went through some hard times. Yeah. Yeah. But that wound I went through, but it was for my good. And so I went through it, but God brought me out triumphantly. So I praise God. Amen. I praise God that he got me there, but it's prayer. My mother prayed for me. People prayed for me. People prayed that I would come and overcome Yes. what the mental anguish and pain that I went through as a single mother and a divorcee. God, God is so good. And he loves you and he's going to help you, but he's going to help us get through this time too. He's going to help us, but we have to be obedient. Mm -hmm. And And I prayer. you know, um, and, and, and not that what this, not what we're going through, you know, globally, politically, all that stuff. And not, I'm not belittling that, but I think that just life in general can cause a lot of fear. You know, I'm sure that you must have, had some kind of fear of, oh, I'm going to be a divorced mom with three little kids on my own. How, how do I, pro- how do I move forward? That mm-hmm. must have been such a scary time in your life. And, you know, even knowing, you know, how your mom prayed for you, knowing what the transformation that took place is just, you know, it, that it's yes. God, that it was his hand upon your life. Yes. And um, yeah, I didn't, re- I saw your, your profile picture. I was like, who is that? I don't know this person. And then I was like, oh, that's Jamie. <laughs> I was like, Zena, the warrior princess. Yeah. There she is. <laughs> yeah. But you are a warrior. And, you know, you, going back to that lady that you were talking about, um, I, I think that it, this highlights how powerful the mind is. Romans 8 talks about that. It talks about the power of the mind, renewing the mind. And the enemy knows how powerful thoughts are. Therefore, that's why he tries to plant thoughts. And he knows that if he can break us and fraction us in our thought process, then he can, he can win. If, if we don't have someone that pulls up alongside and says, hold on a second we're going to pray through this. This fear is unnatural. This is unreal. This is not of God because what we have living in us is the power that rose Jesus Christ from the grave. That's the same yes. power that lives in us. That's, That's right. The Holy Spirit. It's the dudamus power. It's dynamite. That's what dudamus means. It means dynamite in the Greek. And so we have to remember that. And I was doing, I'm doing a devotion um, covering the 40 days of Lent. And no, I don't go do the Ash Wednesday and all of that. That's very Catholic, but I admire what they do because they make a sacrifice and they say, I'm not going to have this, like they might sacrifice a food um, or something like that through these 40 days that take you to Easter because they're recognizing the sacrifice Jesus made for us. And, um, but I think that it's so important that rather than getting hung up on, oh, that's a Catholic thing, or that's a Lutheran thing. I think it's important for us to get caught up on, we're leading up to the holy season. Passover's coming. Easter is coming. You know, we've got good Friday in there. And these are, these are things that to me, I get a little sad because I think that this should be the biggest celebration for Christians Easter, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately it's Christmas that gets all the 
glitz and glory. Not that mm-hmm. Christmas isn't wonderful. It recognizes the birth of Jesus Christ, but that mm-hmm. didn't save me. Right. It's what took place on the cross and in that tomb when that stone blew out and he was resurrected. That's what saved me. Hallelujah. Yes. And so that I'm saying all that to say that mm-hmm. the fear that we experience, and I've experienced fear, um, we all have, but it's what do you do with that fear? Where do you tell it to go? And understanding that the blood of Jesus Christ is so much more powerful. So as I'm doing this devotion today, it talked about Judas and I thought, oh, great. Like I want to sit and read about the, you know, the betrayer. Why do I want to read about Judas? But I think it's so interesting because I've never looked at it this way. And it talked about how, you know, you've got, they're at Lazarus house hanging out. Jesus is there. Lazarus has been risen from the dead. You got Mary, Lazarus' sister, who comes in with the perfume, the ointment, and mm-hmm. she washes Jesus' feet. And that was really expensive, you know, that perfume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then she dries, you know, wipes his feet with her hair and all this stuff is taking place. And it's Judas who gets annoyed about it. He's like, that's like a, you know, uh, that's really expensive. What, what are you doing? She could have taken that money and spent it on the poor. Right. But we all mm-hmm. know Judas women will spend it on the poor because he was, uh, he was a thief, you know, but one of the things that I think that we look at, we look at Judas and we say he was motivated solely by his love of money. But this person that wrote this devotion, put a spin on it and said, he was, if we stop looking at it just that way, he mm-hmm. was also instead prodded by his fear of man. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was scared of the Pharisees and Sadducees and what they thought of him hanging out with Jesus. Because Jesus now at this point has really caused a ruckus when you think about it. He just raised mm-hmm. a man from the dead. He's checking all the boxes for Messiah. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh no, he's a huge threat to what we do and how we believe and are their own prosperity, the coffers, you know, that they received in the money they were getting. And so it was challenging their status. And they didn't believe that, you know, the Messiah was going to be like that. But I think it's super interesting, because I have to look at, you know, where's my focus today? Is my focus Mm -hmm. on Jesus? Or is my focus on the things that cause fear in my life? Yeah. What motivates my actions? Am I motivated by, do I react to fear or am I responding with the appropriate spirit that God has laid in my life? Um, You know, am I willing to put everything on the line for Jesus or am I towing the line for earthly authorities? Mm -hmm. Now that's a scary thing. And we all have to ask ourselves that because, you know, people live in fear right now because of mandates. Yes. People live in fear because of mask guidelines from the CDC. And and we can go down all the roads. We already know why people live in fear. But at the end of the day, are we going to be scared of the earthly authorities or are we going to pay attention to our heavenly father, the author and the finisher of our faith? And that's where I turn to look and say, hey, you know, I don't want to be swayed by the fear of man and what man might think of me. And you can even take that down the road of people worry about what others think of them on social media. Did I get enough likes? Do I have enough followers? I mm-hmm. mean, I know somebody that's um, 
on a platform, a social media platform, they actually put out there, I'm a Christian, I'm a single mom, please like my videos and follow me. And I'm like, that to me is really sad that you're concerned about the number of people that like your videos and follow you. Yeah. I don't care if one person likes my video or one person listens to this podcast or a million people. If we reach just one person for Jesus, it's worth it all. It's all about one. You don't win people through for salvation by the droves. You win them one by one and it's relational. Yeah. So fear just, fear's so annoying. Yes, it is. Go ahead. I I was just going to say that how we respond to things is so important, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when fear does arise. It's, and you know, and I believe this, I believe it, that we have an invisible audience watching every move we yes, make. Yes, absolutely. And, Good and they're, yeah, they're watching everything we're doing. I mean, even Paul talks about it, you know, with women and husband, husband and wives, you know, because of the angels, you know, um, he talks about how women uh, should be with their husband, be, you know, sub- submissive to their husbands and that because of the angels. Hmm. I wonder what that means. Huh? <laughs> I wonder what that's all about. But but that's showing you that there is an audience out there that is watching every move we make. Mm-hmm. And we have to be responsive to God and the Holy Spirit that lives in us. Now, if you're not saved then you don't know how to respond. You're just going to go, you know, do what you're going to do to, you know, survive, you know, you're just going to be animalistic in your thoughts. But if you have the Lord Jesus in your life, you're going to respond. You have an opportunity to respond differently. Yes. Yeah. And that's a big responsibility. It's a huge responsibility. And, but, you know, you talk about gaslighting, the enemy knows what triggers us. The enemy knows how to gaslight us. He knows how to get us worked up and into a dither. And, um, you know, there are things that I know that I used to get worked up about anymore. I'm just like, whatever. Cause that's yeah. just the enemy trying to get trigger me and get me to be like, yeah. ah, you know, about stuff. Yeah. Oh, and he loves doing that. If he knows yeah. that he could get you triggered by something and it talks and the Bible talks about how, we can find who is still feasting on the milk yes. and who is feasting on the meat, Yeah, you oh, know, our maturity, yeah, our maturity on how we respond to things. Cause you'll notice the more mature you are, you don't respond so fast uh, yeah. to minuscule type stuff. You're going to be like, okay, that person's drinking a glass of wine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah. just weird stuff like that, you know, yeah. instead you're like, I just need to pray for that person. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't need to get all worked up about, Not you know, business. I'm going to go to the Lord, you know, I'm going to yeah. go to the Lord. Exactly. Know? And I think that that's the first place we should go with these things, with fear, with anxiety, with frustration, with the triggers. We should go to him first. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be running to Susie Q down the road and be like, well, you believe this, blah, 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 you know, and you're like what just happened you know yeah (laughs) crazy stuff it it is 
crazy stuff. And I just look at it and I think, yeah, spiritual maturity is, is huge. Um, and, and it's funny because when I was staying in a hotel, I had to stay in Gainesville a couple of days when John was back in Jacksonville doing his job. And I'm there and I went to get into the elevator and this gentleman says, is it okay if I get in the elevator with you? And he had a mask on and I said, yeah, that's fine. And, uh, he said, oh, thanks. He said, a lot of people get really weird about this stuff. He said, we live in a different world. And I said, yeah, I said, uh, I don't know why people make such a big deal about it. And, um, and he said, you know, somebody tried to fight my son just because he had a mask on. And I said, sir, I don't care if you wear a mask, don't wear a mask. I don't care if you're vaccinated, not vaccinated. It's not my business. I said, and I don't know what's happened in our world that we think we have the right to judge people based off of something that goes over their face or not. That's yeah. their prerogative. It's not my business. And I said that yeah. to him. I said, it's none of my business. I said, you know what? We're cool. I'm, I'm good. And um, he was like, you know, it's nice and refreshing to hear somebody else say that. He said, because I just don't understand why people get worked up. He said, I'll have an issue that you don't have one on. And I was yeah. like, yeah, but we can't allow fear to rule us. Now, yeah. maybe he what a great a- conversation you had with him, though. You oh, know, people yeah. just need that open line of communication, yes. you know, to be able to to be able to have a comfortable place to to agree to disagree. And I am so about that. My dad raised us to have uh, an agree to disagree type of attitude. Listen yeah. to what the listen to what the other side has to say. If they come up with a, a formidable, you know, and, and prove yeah. themselves uh, right. Then I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It may not change my perspective or my opinion. Right. But that's what's right for them in their life. So I'm not here to judge you. And the other side of the coin is taking it away from the pandemic and going in a different vein. There's a lot of Christians on TikTok that are judging other Christians that went and got, you know, the, did the whole Ash Wednesday thing and really criticized these people and tore them to pieces. And I thought, when, since when have we started to do this in the body of Christ? I don't care if you're Catholic. I don't care if you're Baptist. Denomination doesn't matter to me. Uh, you yeah. have Jesus. And have you asked him into your heart as your Lord and Savior? You have? Yeah. All right. Then you're my brother or sister in Christ. I don't yeah. care if you went to mass and took communion and had ash put on your forehead. That doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it doesn't matter to the Lord, but for whatever reason, the more Protestant Christians think that they have this reserved right to attack other people and the way that they present their faith. Now, if people are getting all wacky and weird and doing things that are unbiblical, then okay, stay away from that. But at the end of the day, since when are we the judge? Mm-hmm. we're not we're not yeah. to judge and um you know now it's you, not worth the fight no and what is it does it build you up does it's it not building up you and edify it's, not edi- it's not edifying it's not building up it's tearing down mm-hmm. and it like you said it's not unethical or um, immoral or illegal yeah. so what yeah, are you so yeah it, it's we have so much other crises in the world than to be tearing down our brothers and sisters. You know, I know a lot of Catholic people that are truly saved. 
I mean, they love Jesus. They just like, they like, they like the aesthetics of what they grew up in. That's what they grew up in. Doesn't mean that, you know, they don't, they're not spirit filled. No, that's just what their preference is to go to this type of church. And that's their prerogative. Just like my mom. I mean, she grew up Baptist and she ended up going to a Lutheran church later on in life. Uh, You know, and it, they were sound in what they were preaching. Now there's, there are different denominations that may not be sound, you know, in their doctrine, but you know, there's some that are, so we don't have the right to be sitting there, you know, tearing down our sisters and brothers when there's just so much, we need to come together and love and, um, prayer, pray for them. Yes. And we need unity. And, but what does the enemy want to do? He wants to steal. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy. He wants to divide. He wants to cause confusion, all of it. He is a master at, um, he's a master terrorist. Let's just be honest. That's what he is. He's a master terrorist. Mm-hmm. And he is out there constantly trying to figure out how he can wreak havoc and cause terror in your life by utilizing the demons that you were talking about. They're listening, they're watching, and they know your triggers. And yeah. so it could be a child that's wayward that's a trigger for you. Mm-hmm. It could be finances that's a trigger. It could be right. COVID. Yeah, and we can go on yeah. and on and on. It could be your yeah. spouse. But if you start to get stronger in the Lord, and in the power of his might, then you're not going to get triggered. You're going to start to say, oh, it's just you again, devil. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Paul talks about. I always use a scripture. Uh, was it second Peter? It, anyway, he talks about how um, the fiery darts come yeah. and he's like, don't be surprised about no. that. They're that, coming. Just hold up your shield of faith yeah, and they're going to be quenched. Yeah. And, you know, I even pray when I pray, because I pray the armor every day. And I know I've said that many times on here, but I do. I pray the armor. When I pray it, I'm like, and Lord, by the way, see those fiery arrows he's going to try and shoot at me today? Why don't you just quench them before they even get close? They just fall short mm-hmm. and they burn yeah. out. And they ain't even going to get close to me today. And mm-hmm. um, I think that also recognizing that when you feel that fear coming into play, well, what's triggered fear in my life? And, um, you know, I, I spoke with someone who I became friendly with through social media, and then we lived in the same area. So we got to know each other a little bit and met up. And one of her things was she messaged me one day and she was like, I can't meet you. And I was like, why? What's up? And she was like, I just having a bad day. I've spent too much time on social media and it's really affected me mentally. And that was like a, a bomb to me. It was like she had pulled a grenade and I thought, oh, are you really letting it affect you that much? Yeah. But there are people that do. Yeah. You know, and I'm not just saying it's just social media. I mean, good Lord, uh, people that watch like the view, they must. Woo! Oh, goodness. I, I don't even want, I hear some excerpts on the radio from my, uh, some podcasts that I listen to and they have nothing good to say about Joy Bayer or, or whatever her name is. And yeah. I don't Joy. know. I, I don't know. Her I, last don't name, know but... I don't know any of these people. I think Whoopi's on there. Uh, but yeah, they just. There's never anything is good. There isn't. And I, I think that our world is lacking encouragement, edification. It's lacking um, a sense of camaraderie. We're all Americans. We're, take that away. Strip that back. Okay. We're all flipping human beings. Mm-hmm. We all mm-hmm. bleed red. 
Doesn't matter the color of your skin, doesn't matter the accent you have or the language that you speak. We all bleed red if we're cut. So we're all human beings. Let's strip it down to the nature of it. And we have all been created by God. Yes. For one purpose and one purpose only to have a relationship with him and with Jesus Christ and to tell others about that relationship. Yes. And we're all going to die one day. And, and 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 I will bring this up too. You know, mentally, it would be good to be healed for all believers to be healed and, and for non-believers to become Christians, yeah. because I'm telling you this one thing I've been, I've saw both my parents die. Mm-hmm. Okay. I saw what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And my mother, she suffered with s- some fears mm-hmm. and I know that she was oppressed. Mm-hmm. I know she wasn't possessed. I know she was oppressed. Uh, by different fears. And I know it's because something in her childhood I know about um, when she went through uh, her education, they were real strict back then. If you didn't catch on to things quickly, they, they put you through a work program. They made you get out of school and it just made her feel like she was stupid and always felt like she wasn't educated, always felt bad. Like she, they, they ended her school life at sixth grade and she had to go to the workforce in the hospital. So she worked hard all her life. So she struggled mentally with that feeling inferior and not smart and all this type of stuff and feeling like she has to be dependent on people all the time. And, um, so, uh, and also the fact that she grew up in a single family home and back then they didn't have a lot of the, the safety measures they have for, um, you know, money and security and all that kind of stuff for children. They didn't have all that. So they struggled a lot. Um, and so she saw a lot of abuse, Mm. uh, from that relationship with, uh, her mom and dad. So she grew up in a, um, single home, Mm. but to make a long story short, she carried a lot of that to her deathbed Mm. and there was a lot of stuff. And I've, I've cried about this in my past. And, you know, after it was said and done, and I was like, man, if I only, knew that she was really dealing with the, the spirit of fear yeah. oppressing her. She would have had a lot more rigor to her life, a lot more power. Like you're talking about Deutimus, more power in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't go back. But w- before she died, the last thing she said before she died, she said, I don't see daddy. Mm-hmm. I don't see daddy. And she was talking about her earthly I think she was talking about her earthly father because all of that fear, everything comes out exponentially of every mental oppressive state you've ever been through. Mm. And if you don't get the healing now, it's going to come out. Mm -hmm. But of course, she's not dealing with that now. She's in glory. You know, she's not dealing with that now, but I saw it. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that whatever you're going through right now, whatever bitterness, whatever pain, whatever it is, get the healing now. Ask the Lord to heal you from that demonic oppression, because yeah. if not, you're going to carry it to death. Yeah. 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 It's not worth it. Well, you can be set free. And I mean, that's why yes. we call this, you know, Freedom Wranglers, because we find freedom in Christ. And it's not just freedom through salvation. This is a a breaking chains. He breaks the chains that bind us. 
Yes. And if fear is that thing that binds you, that holds you back from stepping forward into the glorious things that God has for you, yes, then he can break it. And all you have to do is cry out and ask him. He will do it. He will answer you. That's right. And uh, fear is all up here inside this mind. You don't mm-hmm. ever see it. It's normally mm-hmm. never tangible. But I heard someone say fear is false evidence appearing real. That's right. F-E-A-R. False evidence appearing real. It's not real. It appears to be real. Yes. And we have to step up and say, oh, uh-uh. no devil, not today. Right. And there was a pastor who I know that he was woken in the middle of the night and uh, he was, he was scared, paralyzed with fear. And he rolled mm. over and he looked in the corner and he saw this black figure. Mm. And he said, oh, it's just you, devil. And he went back to sleep. Because the reality is, is that he is a mouse with a microphone. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he just uses the things that he knows, as we talked about, trigger you to cause fear within you. That's right. So don't let the things of man or this world or uncertainty cause fear in your life. Worry. Listen, worry is like a rocking chair. You're going to move, but you ain't going to go nowhere. So why? That's right. That's the truth. So I have learned that when you wait upon the Lord, he does renew your strength. That's not just a verse that we say, oh, he'll renew your strength, wait upon the Lord. No, he really does renew your strength. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you, I was so exhausted during this process with our son. So mm-hmm. exhausted. But he's renewed my strength. And that's not just a physical strength. That's a mental, spiritual strength. He comes in like a flood. And mm-hmm. he just washes over you and encompasses you with his comforting Holy Spirit. Yes. and. I have had moments in my life where I'm just like, Lord, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't know what the end result is going to be, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I trust you. Amen. Amen. And I don't trust the things of this world. I don't trust the things. And that's faith because when you don't trust the things you see, but you trust the unseen, that's faith. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not not seen. I love that. It's like one of my favorites. I have a lot of favorites, but that's one of my favorites. The whole book is great. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) to wrap it up, guys, what we're telling you is don't focus on your fear. Mm -mm. Focus, put your focus into the word of God. If you're not doing a devotion, Every day, whether it's in a book, whether it's grabbing the Bible and reading it, maybe you don't know where to start. Maybe you're like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, this is overwhelming. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. There's a great app you can download called YouVersion. And if you download that, then there are lots of Bible studies and devotions in there. Some are for two days, some are for 40 days, some are for 365. But what I will say is get into the word daily, saturate your mind with the word and pray. You said at the beginning mm-hmm. of this, Jamie, prayer is going to be the key. Yes. And you could go to the father for anything. If you are a believer, you could go to him and say, Lord, cre- 
search my heart, Lord, yes. search my heart, bring to the surface, the fears that I have, Lord, I want to give them to you. Mm-hmm. Set me free, father. I want to be free. I want to have, I want to be filled up, Lord, fill my cup, Lord, like the lady at the well, so that I could be in the fullness of you, Lord, and have the power, the dudamus power you were talking about. Yes. So that when I pray, it's, it's prayer and power. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times people don't even know that fear is what's holding them back from a powerful prayer life. Mm-hmm. And you have to have pray to... with authority. Yes. It's the authority of Christ in your life that you have to pray with. That's, yes. what, that's what it is. Yes. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but a power of sound mind. That's it. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, <laughs> but a power of sound mind. Come on. That is yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And here's a, here's a prayer that I'd like to pray over you guys. And I'm not claiming it. This was in my devotion, but it's just a couple of sentences and it's pretty powerful. It says, heavenly father, I know I can easily be swayed by the fear of man. I often subscribe to the false idea that people control my circumstances rather than a sovereign loving God. Mm. I pray that I will give you your rightful place on the throne of my life. I pray that faith, not fear, will drive my decision. Amen. Amen. So we pray that over you. If you're dealing with fear in your life, let it be faith. Let the author and the finisher of your faith, Jesus Christ, rule and reign, not man. That's right. Amen, sister. Well, we love you guys. That's a little bit of freedom. Where did Mel Gibson? Where's he at? He does it so well. <laughs> freedom. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we love you guys. Have a wonderful day. Yes. You've been listening to Freedom Wranglers. That music right there is Later Alligator by Shane Ivers, and you can find that at www.silvermansound.com. We also want to thank Goodman Ministries for all of their financial support for this podcast. Now, don't you forget to saddle up, sit back, and wrangle in freedom this week.